Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Arjun Rai is here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Arjun. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the uh, for the honor and for the opportunity to be uh, part of this podcast. Yeah, excited to have you on. Arjun is the founder CEO of Woofy, an organization helping people and companies market better on social media. He is a four-time entrepreneur who billionaire Tim Draper has invested in two times. Excited to have you on. Arjun, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, so, so from a very, um, I've, I've been building, you know, something or the other and drawing my parents insane, uh, you know, <laughs> from a very young age. I remember being seven or six or something like that, you know, selling, uh, you know, flowers that were left uh, from an Indian wedding. If you've never been to an Indian wedding, it's almost like taking over like three flower shops worth of flowers and using that. Um, and so I was like, why don't we repurpose these flowers and turn them into Hawaiian garlic? Right. So being in India, this was happening in India, and uh, I had no concept of currency, and I decided to sell these garlands for 25 cents or a quarter at the gate of uh, at my grandmother's house, um, you know, just in the front of the gate. And I was like, I'm going to sell these for a quarter. And people were walking by, and they were like, that's nice. Why is it a quarter? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> the currency was where the difference. So, and then my mom came out and she was like, "Why are you making your cousin stand there with you selling garlands? Doesn't make any sense." So anyway, and there were a couple other examples of my mom always walking in and saying, "Why are you selling it for a quarter?" I was always fascinated with uh, the the quarter and selling things for a quarter. Um, so anyway, I was I was always you know into selling things. My my first startup endeavor was in high school. We uh, ended up building a advertising platform that allowed you to do mobile and desktop advertising and helping, you know, the small, you know, the small players of the world, the startups kind of get into digital marketing back then. Um, it was my first venture into the service space to learn a little bit about what it takes to work with other people, work with people you don't know. Um, for a teenager, that was like a, definitely like an MBA crash course. And I do recommend everyone starting as early as possible. You know, even if it's a lemonade stand, make sure you're, lemonade stand can accept bitcoin and can accept you know <laughs> currencies and you know can credit card just make sure your your lemonade stand is the best lemonade stand in the, on the block um as i learned from that i came to college negotiated my way into a couple of years of you know scholarships and uh, helped the, the university build an incubator help them build an entrepreneurship center to help other students the you know the underdogs uh, build their own ventures and, and follow their dreams. Um, while I was doing that, under raising, uh, building an agency, and also then raising a little bit of capital um, through you know traditional means of angel investors and venture capital firms for building a startup that was primarily focused on helping uh, creative, creative individuals, especially on the agency side, um, just collaborate with one another. So you could drag people together as avatars. You could drag files, you know, file versions of avatars to other people and, you know, assign those files to them, get annotated. So we were basically building Iron Man or, you know, Minority Report for the creative project management workflow. Now, that sounds very futuristic. We ended up running out of cash very quickly because um, we were betting that tablets, <coughs> tablets would become cheaper 
and bigger, which they did. Unfortunately, two years after we ended up running out of cash, mm. there, there's a little bit of a cash flow, um, you know, lesson to be learned there that I, you know, took to heart when um, I was making sure that the next time I did this, I made sure that the, you know, the, the deliverables, the product cycle, and all of that matched with uh, cash flow and cash flow management, you know, from an operations standpoint and things like that. So definitely learn from there. And then subsequently after that, I was, you know, one of the pain points that I was, you know, feeling ever since I was a, you know, a, a young teenage entrepreneur was social media management really is a lot of grunt work. A lot of the tools out there are either priced out of, you know, uh, out of the reach of small businesses. We call them the smallest of the small businesses, aka underdogs. Um, even $30 a month in, for some of these people, especially today with COVID, is not affordable. Um, and, and more importantly, it's not intelligent. So when you, even if they could afford a tool like that, they really don't have the means to be able to compete with a competitor that has unlimited marketing budgets, unlimited marketing, you know, marketing people working on their campaigns. And long story short, we ended up building a platform, raising capital for it. I ended up putting about 170K into the company as well, mostly on credit cards. So we can talk about how that happened. Um, and, uh, and today we are happy at 5,000 strong winners, small businesses around the world using our platform every single day. And we've done about 160, 150K in revenue in under seven months of just being publicly available. Um, so what a story from going from a, from a little startup to now, you know, being on track to doing about a quarter million in sales by the end of this year. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So. I, 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 I appreciate the background. I, I love all the stories. I, I, I love being at this, this wedding with just three flower shops worth of flowers and you looking at it and saying, well, wait a minute, why don't I take these and turn them into something that's, that's, that's awesome and sell it for a quarter. Now the flowers are right in front of you. Um, what is it about technology that that's, that's interesting to you? Well, technology, if you take a look at history, I'm a huge history buff and I love the fact that you know, history repeats itself. It just repeats itself with different uh, flavors, different people, different circumstances. But for the most part, it repeats itself pretty consistently. If you take a look at 100 years ago or 100, you know, 20 years ago when, you know, Henry Ford was, you know, pushing his way into the automobile industry, we could go from point A to point B, you know, using other means. You could use your legs, you could use a bicycle, you could use a horse buggy, right? It's not the fact that he got you from point A to point B uh, all of a sudden. It was just that he got, he got you there a lot faster, a lot more efficiently, and probably safe, you know, a little bit more safer as well. So I love the fact that technologies just amplify uh, and also democratize the ability for you to do something. If you take a look at a lot of the farmers who were in Africa who didn't have any internet connection, whenever they needed to sell something, they would be at the, you know, they would have to go to town sell their crops and then see what, you know, what could be, you know, what they could make. But today using cell phones, um, you, know, um, you know, a lot of farmers have cell phones now. They can see what the market rate is for their crops. They can sell it in other towns. They can see what the demand is. They can do a lot more things today because of communication, um, which is obviously powered by technology. And it amplifies their ability to, to do what they were doing yesterday but do it at least two times more or two, two times more efficiency uh, and awareness of information than they were able to do it even a week ago. So I love the fact that technology is always amplifying, uh, you know, amplifying and making it easier for communications to occur, for jobs to be done. And I always, 
I always look at people in a weird way when they say, oh, my job is going to be replaced by X, Y, and Z. Well, you know, the people who had to figure out what to do the following day when the Model T rolled off the assembly line, they just had to re-educate themselves. They just had to upgrade their skills. It wasn't like we didn't need mechanics anymore. It's not like we didn't need people fixing horse buggies anymore. We needed those same people, but they needed to fix different kinds of vehicles. They needed to, I mean, today, you know, with all the robots in the, in the factories, people have to learn that data science is what's powering it. It's not just machines working away day in and day out, but there's a lot of intelligence, a lot of logic, a lot of software. And it's just about upgrading yourself. And that's what I think technology allows you to do. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. And thank you. So I, I saw in, in your email signature line, you've got the quote from Henry Ford saying, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about that. It's all about mindset. Um, I'm very spiritual in that, you know, the way you treat people, the way you think, the way you say things. Um, I got that from a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, as well as another book that came out uh, just a couple of years ago called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And, uh, you know, debates aside, opinions aside, both the books talk about mindset and, and, and how you go about, you know, solving a situation, going about you know, tackling a situation is, uh, is, is inherently um, in, your, in your mindset. If you have a positive mindset, if you have an optimistic mindset, I mean, boy, was that pushed to the limit in the last two years when we were turning around our company. We had less than $12,000 <clears> left in the bank, and, you know, we, we had to raise capital, and I was like, we, we are going to make sure we do this no matter what happens. And out of nowhere, you know, I thought it would happen, and, and you know, that, like that quote, you know, we thought we could do it, and we did. Within a year and a half, we turned the company around, and we launched the product. We were on TV. We were on second place on TV. Tim Draper actually invested three times into our company, and uh, and and today we have thousands of you know small businesses that we're supporting around the world. And all of that was at one point a dream, um, but a dream with a plan, which you know someone once said is what makes up a vision, not just a dream, which is like you know based on aspirations. But when you couple it with a plan, that's what a vision is, and we were able to achieve that vision very very quickly. Amen. I appreciate that. All right. So you've you've let's 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 take a step back um, because it's it's awesome that you have been able to put the dream with the plan into place. You you mentioned getting, I, I think I, I'm assuming we're talking about Woofy off the ground that you you came up with 170 grand and you did that via credit card. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, it was, it was a combination of credit cards and uh, and obviously savings, um, and uh, and my girlfriend putting in about a, a, you know a few thousand dollars into into the into the the effort as well. Um, so so I always believe that you know I love the points guy, um, and I always you know arbitrage between you know arbitrage but like basically use each of the cards for different purposes. So we have a you know Capital One card for example that you know specifically for restaurants gives you a lot more points, gives you a lot more benefits. Um, you know, so we used to always use that for, for, you know, restaurants. We have an Uber card that, you know, covers your, you know, cell phone bill. And if your cell phone gets damaged, it, and they cover, uh, I believe up to six or $700 in damages. Um, we have a, you know, Amazon, you know, Amazon, uh, you know, chase card, like gives you 5% back on all Amazon purchases. I mean, these are the things that you need to keep in mind and for your audience, 
members is that when you're looking for a credit card, you want to make sure that you're getting ones that are strategically aligned with your your behavior in terms of purchasing habits and that you're maximizing it as much as possible. Um, and so those are just some examples of credit cards that we, we had, and I had about five or six um, at the time, uh, and, and then we were able to get one more. Uh, we were able to get another five or six on top of that, um, which amounted to the the total credit line that you know I was mentioning, and then plus savings, and then my girlfriend put in about ten thousand into the company in cash. So the point is, when the when when you need cash, you want to make sure you have a large credit line that you can tap into. And the reason why we had to do that is because you know we were not able to raise funding immediately. We were going through a turnaround. We had twelve thousand left in the, in the bank and. Uh, I was probably the only one that believed that the company could actually, you know, pull through. And so I put all my credit cards on the line. I made sure that my developers, my team had food on the table to, you know, continue or paying, you know, continue, me continue paying them uh, so they, they could continue working on the product. Um, and then I found a full-time job uh, at another startup, put all of my salary from there. I don't recommend you doing those if you have kids for sure. Um, but uh, I put all my salary there into the into the company you know all the savings all the credit card and that amounted to about 170k and uh thank god we were actually about to you know reach that limit and let let that amount in the next uh, two weeks in terms of total sales all right that's a <laughs> I'm, you know I, i'm getting a kick out of it because obviously uh your your standard financial advice says you don't put all your eggs in one basket. So we're throwing that out the window. We shouldn't use credit cards too much. We're throwing that out the window. And I imagine you probably weren't paying yourself first either. You're putting everything in. So we pretty much threw out conventional financial wisdom. <laughs> that and also here's another tip. If you take a look at certain specific cards, they will actually have promotions for balance transfers. Um, so we took advantage of that. We also took advantage of certain introductory promotions where there was like, you know, zero percent interest if you pay the minimum for 12 to 18 months. Now we're we're inching into the uh, 12 months now since we we you know put these cards into use. Some of them into use. Um, you know, if you have another six months on some of the cards for zero percent financing. So again, it's all about knowing your game game plan, right? It's, it's playing within the rules, but then you know if you have to push them a little bit, that's fine too. All you have to do is just keep in mind the APR uh, on a yearly basis. You know how much you're looking to pay in terms of finance charges. That's it. But if a bank isn't giving you 50 grand or or 100 grand, right? What are your options? You have to be strategically, you know, aligned with the risk, and you have to really believe that the the, the dream you're pursuing will actually work in in, in a certain scenario. It's not just that you're going to see what happens. In some scenario in your mind that you've played out and you planned it out, uh, it, it actually went. Now, whether it happens or not is, a, is you know, kind of up to the universe. Um, but if there is one scenario that, you know, it does really well, it makes a lot of money, the company grows, then, you know, in, 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 obviously talk to your financial advisor, but, you know, you might want to consider going for it. Sure. No, I appreciate that. Um, nice. So knowing what your game plan is, so at, at this point with Woofy, how how long you'd be, how how long had you had you been in business? We've been uh, so we were incorporated in toward the tail end of 2016. Um, we shipped product in 2017, and then we were a source in market in 2018. But we had to shut the the product down and have to you know go into a turnaround. Um, so really, for all intents and purposes, we've only been in market for seven months as of you know July. Got it. So, so when when you were able to come up with the hundred seventy grand, you you had had a good amount of of um, 
experience under your belt. You, you had a good sense of what your monthly spend or, or just cash flow needs were and the layout and all that. Is that, is that kind of fair to say? Um, of course, because what ended up happening was uh, we, we, we had raised a little bit of capital, but we, we had made a certain decisions that were, were just not optimum, um, you know, that resulted in bad decisions in terms of bad introductions being made to us from our, you know, from one of our investors, uh, those hires, we're talking about hires and how costly a bad hire can be, um, that, you know, sucked out a, a good amount of capital from, from the get-go that we had raised. So we, we knew exactly where we wanted to go, but we actually had to completely dump all the technology and go offshore. And uh, once we were talking to the offshore team and we were, you know, hiring developers and things of that nature, we, we had an assessment of what we needed to burn on a month-to-month basis. Um, that did increase over time because just just the way that things went in terms of cost of development. But we were able to, I was able to personally cover it using the salary from a full-time uh, job as well as my savings as well as the credit cards. Nice. All right. Well, I certainly appreciate that. Um, and now you we, we can also talk about equity crowdfunding, but that's another, that's something new we're using today to raise capital with. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, that would be a, a great topic for, for another episode because you've got, you've, you've, you've certainly got a great story to tell here. Um, I love it. Well, Arjun, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, my, 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 my one tip is always be always think about decisions you're making. And and uh, one of one of the um, one of the other podcast hosts that I was on uh, a couple of weeks ago asked me, what is the smallest decision you've made that has had the biggest impact? Now, if you think about it, every single decision you make every single day, even me being on this podcast, right? You taking me as a as a guest, which I'm super honored to be uh, considered for that every little decision you make, what is the bigger impact that will come out of it? Even if it's a small, small decision you're, you're making. And the way I answered that question was, you know, I, uh, one of my investors asked me to be a photographer for an event last minute because he, uh, you know, his photographer kind of walked out um, and he knew he had a great camera. So I ended up, you know, walking in and, you know, taking photographs for his event and all of the above. I ended up meeting, uh, meeting my girlfriend, Millie, at the event. Who's uh, who's been with me for you know since 2018, and uh, and and she obviously helped me out with the business and everything. But you know that was probably the smallest decision I made last minute that has had the biggest impact, because she's definitely been the one that's been there supportive throughout you know thick and thin, and uh, and and has always believed in me as well as the business. And so you always have to make it. You know you always have to wonder what is the decision you're making and what is the smallest decisions you're making and how they have the biggest impact. Um, and always be thinking about the outlook. Well, like that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on, come on. You just never know when things are going to happen. So I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Arjun, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you, and who is a good candidate for using Woofy? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for mentioning that. So everyone can go to hellowoofy.com. We have our Facebook group in there as well listed. We have our newsletter. You can learn more about the product. Uh, but most importantly. Tell me how we can help you as a small small business owner, whether you're a virtual assistant, you know, you traditionally run your own businesses and retail and are looking to do digital marketing now. Email me personally, A-R-J-U-N at hellowoofy.com. And I want to hear your story and see how we can help you. 
Now, the ideal customer that, you know, would be for HelloWoofy in terms of your second question is exactly that. The smallest of small businesses, people who are just getting started, the freelancers, the gig economy workers, people who really haven't done digital marketing before, and they want an intelligent solution that's for the price of a cup of coffee, you know, $4, $5 a month. That's literally what our price, our platform costs to use it uh, for social and blogging and soon Amazon Alexa scheduling as well. Just, you know, those are the kinds of people we want to help. We, you know, we understand the biggest of the biggest companies in the world. They have unlimited marketing budgets. But, you know, we want to give for the price of a cup of coffee, the small business, the underdog, some sense of hope. When it comes to uh, when it comes to a categorically new product like Hello Woofy, I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Arjun your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Send Arjun an email at arjun a r j u n at hellowoofy.com and go to hellowoofy.com and uh, check out the great resources and take advantage of the fact that excellent. Internet marketing, social media marketing is available for the price of a cup of coffee. That's awesome. Thanks again, Arjun. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.